Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. While you guys are on the horn, I did want to share with you what they wrote about Todd Grantham in the PFF preview because... It's fucking amazing. Are you ready? Do you want me to yeah. put the Lion King music on again? <laughs> sure. If you want to put the Lion King music on, please do. Okay. Because it's this good. Uh, I'm a personal friend of Elton John, so this is not a copyright violation. FYI. Do you still call him sir? Oh, of course. Sir Elton. She calls him Reggie. That's how close they are. I Reg. Find your cue. Find your fucking cue. Find your cue. Okay. Third and Grantham returns to run the defense, and his reputation does precede him a bit. Florida is 34th in the country in third down EPA per play allowed since 2018 and 41st in third down conversion rate. That doesn't sound bad until you realize that's seventh in their own conference. They were ninth in the SEC in EPA per play allowed on that down last year, but expect them to regress back to average because their cornerbacks could not make plays on the football in single coverage. And that may not emulate itself two years in a row. EPA per pass allowed, 0.120, 85th in the nation. EPA per run allowed, negative 0.019, tie for 85th in the nation.
to the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. And I want to start by talking about the only story in college football right now. And that's Euro 2020. Why is it Euro 2020 and 2021? Because they already printed the shirts. That's what you got to call it. One of my favorite games is England or Alabama. Do you think the Tide can win another one? I got a strong indicator it's going to happen. And it's this. It's coming home, lads. It's coming home. It's coming home, lads. What does that mean? It's coming home. Who are you and who are lads? The lads? They're who it's coming home to. What's home? That's where it belongs. What is it? I'm only going to say it once. Soccer. And then from here on else, it's coming. It's coming home, lads. Now, that usually means the World Cup when we're talking about England, which England has not won since 1966. Is that a long time? I don't know. You tell me. Seems like a long time. 1966 was like the last time, or 1969 was the last time South Carolina won anything. And we make fun of South Carolina all the time for oh, never where, where having won we, anything. Where do we do that? Uh, we do that on the shutdown full cast. What's that? It's the only college football podcast on these internets. And okay. I'm Spencer Hall. Hmm. And joining me. Who am I? That's, that's Holly Anderson right next to me. Hmm. Say hello, Holly. Hello. Who are these other gentlemen? They're good looking in a clean cut, non-threatening way. And they look like they smell nice. On a beautiful porch in Kennesaw, Georgia. On a warm and humid Georgia day. We got my co-host, Jason Kirk. Jason. Hello. Hey, uh, we're gonna... talking about soccer. Is that the uh, sport? I'm going to put out the screen cap of everybody's faces right now when they realize Spencer was just going to talk about soccer for 10 minutes without introducing the show. Yeah, we, you know, we were going to do both. European we're we're multitasking. Soccer, no less. You know, and, and also uh, joining us, our perpetual guest host, uh, Ryan Nanny. Hello, Ryan. Are we going to talk about own goals? We can talk about own goals if you want. <laughs> I hit them all the time. We have, um, I believe this is accurate, at least as of the time we were recording. In all of the Euro competitions before this year, there have been nine total own goals. Spencer, how many have there been in the 2020, technically 2021 edition? I'm going to guess six. There have been nine. They have, they have, <laughs> they have equaled the tournament's entire total. That's beautiful. Nine. Portugal had two own goals in one match. Yeah. Lost to Germany. Oh, wonderful. Like there are entire, there are entire Por tournaments. Portion goal, right? Portion goal. Right? Wow. right? all I'm calling them for now. Acknowledge me. <laughs> Validate my behavior. I'm gonna make it worse. What's there, Portugal? Portugal's known for three things: tax evasion, cork, and yeah, own goals. Correct. That's it. Yeah, and the tournament's not done. So, like, the possibility for additional own goals, like, this would be if you if you had like multiple s s penalty safeties, and I don't even know what's the what's the football equivalent of an own goal. Turnover. I mean, oh, it's a turnover. No, right? no, it's, it's that, it's that thing turnover. It's that thing where it's okay. So we don't have. You would say like pick six, the stupidest possible pick six, right? But you need to add the boneheadedness. So it would be oh, like wait. a combination of a pick six and like running out the back of your own end zone. Can it be the kickoff Maybe? where the receiving team doesn't get the ball and the kicking team grabs it <laughs> just, because just, it's just, still yes. alive and scores? <laughs> yep. Never mind. That's it. Like, doing imagine if that was happening multiple times in a weekend. 
We we would say they were like the worst football team ever, right? We would never stop clowning them. Yeah. Let's go with like intentional safety, but you didn't make it all the way out of the end zone and you set the ball down, that type of thing. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. The other team happened to just put a hand on it and there you go. It's, I mean, the own goal is just so funny because it requires two, t- it requires two teammates to fuck up. Like mm. it, re- it almost invariably requires defender attempting to kick ball back to goalkeeper, goalkeeper fuck up, and both of them have to look at each other and be like, God damn it. God damn it. You know, it's the team effort, the goalie will never do that because there are positions that in sport you have to be clinically insane to play. Sure. And goalie is one of them. Has a goalie ever been at fault for an own goal? Never, never. Always. He's always the, the cornerback pointing at the safety going like, ah, hey, yeah, that's you. I needed help over the top. You'll never see a goalie go, my bad. Yeah, that was my own goal. Never. And I get it because that's such a high pressure like position that there's no way you could ever admit fault or ever lack confidence. You can't ever admit that you're cracked as a goal keeper because it, I think it's a lot like playing corner or safety. You just never beat even when you're beat. If somebody beats you for 85, you're like, what, my fault? What? what okay. Mean? Counterpoint. Th- there is a, uh, there was an own goal. I believe, I believe in a Spanish game, but it wasn't Spain. Oh, it was Slovakia. I think it was Slovakia. Yeah. The Slovakian goalkeeper attempted to like a ball came in high and he attempted to sort of like push it up and over the goal with his hand. And instead he pushed it directly into the goal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then he's just, that's not, that's just, that's just a mistake of effort, Ryan. That's not, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a tech. That's just a mistake of technique. Right. That's yeah. But but I want to be clear. Technically a goalie could collect the ball with, with his or her hands and immediately throw it into the goal, their own goal. They could do that uh, against. Okay, K- if it was like this all the time, I'd watch. <laughs> like if you had, if you had to constantly appease the goal. Europeans should be into this, man. Yeah. If you had to like constantly appease your goalies with treats and tributes, sure, because they could turn on you at any time. Italian now, goalie, get close to five. How? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Hades, I believe in more regional play Hades goalkeeper earlier this month attempted to stop a ball on the way kicked back to him as is common you kick it back to the goalie so you can reset you know and and get the ball out of threat and kick the ball to the goalie and you know how when you try to stop a cat or a dog with your foot and it just kind of goes around it that's what the ball did the ball just went like and drilled (laughs) and just dribbled past him and into the goal now I don't feel like I know that goalies technically can't do own goals this was this was an own goal. Like if you could have given the goalie an own goal, you would have. So um, on the subject of intentional own goals, Wikipedia mm-hmm. is helpful here. Let's of course remember the 1998 Tiger Cup when uh, Indonesia deliberately scored an own goal so they could duck Vietnam. <laughs> uh, and let's of course remember A.S. Edema uh, defeating S.O. Lemurine. Who knows how to say it? Uh, 149 to nothing. Mm -hmm. 149 own goals in protest of uh, officiating. Uh, I think (laughs) this is uh, two teams in Madagascar. There you go. That is 149 to nothing. That like that's a lot of work. 
That's hard. <laughs> you gotta be like, I'm winded from scoring all these own goals. Yeah, I, I I would love to find video of this. Like the the AS edema, they just sound they they just had to be incredibly bored at some point. I love this. Energy. At the very least, I think you should get like a shirt. Uh, <laughs> Madagascar, Wait, a, a Madagascar dissolved the uh, yes. Madagascar dissolved the entire federation because <laughs> it just worked. They literally took their ball and went home. Yeah, Madagascar was like, we can't play soccer anymore if y'all are going to act like this. Um, I I have an own goal better than that, and mm-hmm. that is better than uh, which one? Because I got 149. Better yeah, than all of them. Wow. Okay. Um, I, this own goal, it's a little bit different, but imagine for a second that you lose a court case um, around the subject of uh, athlete NIL rights mm-hmm. and you uh, wait five years and do nothing. And then the state of California says, hey, we're going to pass a, a piece of state legislation that gives athletes these rights. And so oh, that'd other be states. wild. And then you wait two more years and do nothing. And then on the very last minute, when again, you've had like, I don't know, conservatively, let's say seven years to plan anything out. Mm-hmm. To say nothing of the century of existence of your program, mm-hmm. uh, of your program overlording in the first place. Instead, you, go to, all, you go to all your member institutions and you say, uh, rules aren't real anymore. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That shit rules. Y'all put yourself to bed. Pizza, and, pizza for breakfast. Time, time for heads up seven up, y'all. The, the best part is, you know, there's one dude at the NCAA who didn't want to be there that much, but couldn't find another job. And they were like, okay, Tony, it's your job to come up with the NIL plan. And they told him that in like, I don't know, 2015. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And every time uh, quarterly check-in, Tony has the, oh yeah, we're making progress. Uh, yeah, maybe something next quarter to report on. And and a couple weeks ago, they're like, all right, Tony, time the plan. And Tony's like, uh, I'll just go ahead and submit my resignation now. Y'all have a wonderful day. <laughs> so stupid. Imagine if the Titanic captain got a call six years before the fucking iceberg that said this will happen. And he said, we'll figure it out. It's fine. A call oh, from they, the they, iceberg. From the yeah. iceberg. <laughs> the iceberg has sued you in court. The iceberg won. sent in a photo of itself. It said, me, come find your me. Your ship, like a drawing. Like come a find me. Kids drawing me, you. Meet, meet me here for an ass whooping. Like, Mr. Sink your boat. Etch their names in like a little heart gouged into the side of itself with an ice pick. Yeah, there's a lot more of me under the water. Like you think you're so tough. And the fucking, the fucking captain was like, all right, let's just mark that unread. We'll come back to it another day. <laughs> Best part the is... The captain said, icebergs can't talk. Best part is I know this. On the 1st and 15th, Mark Emmert picked up a paycheck. Like, bam, direct yep. deposit, baby. Yep. It hit. <laughs> I do... Is it worth explaining how, or is this a this some something for them, them them pocket protectorites over at Split Zone Duo? Is it worth explaining how exactly the NCAA makes its money, apart from like March Madness? Like, how do they pay all those lawyers that comprise a good eighty five percent of their payroll? Hey, I, Al- I, Alex, Alex, explain this on the next episode. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. The the answer is March Madness, though like there's there yeah you're right thank you thank you thank you i thought i was right but now that you've said it alex i'm I'm totally sure so glad i had that idea yeah alex explain on the next episode are we done talking about soccer yes yeah i hope so (laughs) okay
Thank you, Jason. Thank you for that life raft that you've thrown down to this iceberg. I only did that for 10 minutes, y'all. It's pretty good. Save the iceberg. 28 minutes. Save the dream. Hey, football season's coming up. Look at that. You did some brilliant investigative work today asking our listeners um, bold predictions. As has been done in preseasons past, we have solicited from you, the readership, a list of bold <laughs> a list of bold football predictions for the 2021 college football season a thing we are almost positive is happening why because last year happened uh you have responded in kind and can i just say before we started that we had a i'm taking a very small sample size here of about the first hour of responses but i thought the distribution of these responses was very interesting and fell in a volume that vaguely corresponds to uh, how interested we are ourselves in these topics. You know, for example, if I had to break these these responses down into a pie chart, they would be about 25% SEC, uh, about 15% Big Ten, about 15% ACC, which is entirely Clemson and Pitt, an additional 15% Texas, an additional 15% uh, Pac-12, which is entirely the two LA schools, uh, an additional 15% El Asico, and the rest just a grab bag. And that that's like a menu, isn't it, for, for our entire interest map? I fucking love science. Anyway, I got to start with one of these that is not a prediction. Uh, some of you failed at this assignment, as you always do, but we had one listener who wrote in with an, I have a comment and a question type answer that I thought was too good to pass up. From user Bold Yeller, uh, Connor on Twitter, Al Asico is being played on the 20th anniversary of September 11th. I don't have a prediction, but this can't be good. Uh, he's right. <laughs> be really good it could heal america yeah i think it proves like, the terrorist out like what is ominous about this is it going to get worse we've already mm -hmm. seen the, we've already seen them play like three nothing type games against each other you know it's all it's all it's all it's all gets better from here hmm. i don't know i i think uh yeah like ryan said the terrorist didn't win el Esico abides all right Wait, fair is, enough. Mark, is marky mark gonna be there Oh no, that could get worse. I would love it, if Marky will, Mark raps the national anthem at El Asico. <laughs> I think oh, he will man. vow to stop it. I think he'll show up. <laughs> he'll show up on Sunday and say that they wouldn't have played that fucking game if I'd been there. Yeah, all you fans, all you fans, keep trying to tell us not to call it El Asico. Well, what do you have to say to Marky Mark rapping? Yo, say can you see? I know that. I know the name is still accurate, by the way, because it comes up in circles around Iowa and Iowa State. And Iowa State fans, by the way, 100% on board with this. Iowa State fans absolutely love. I've never heard an Ohio an Iowa State fan say that El Asico was not the proper name for this game. Iowa fans, meanwhile, who have ambitions about actually being a respected program on the national level for some reason, who care what other people think for some reason. Again, Iowa State fans, you're all liberated. You're, you're all free. You, you don't care what other people think of you. You're like, we've been to hell, right? We had Seneca Wallace and we're somehow going, didn't win things. We're going back someday. Don't worry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we up now. I know it's going back down. It's so like, 
among like our internet circle, it's like 10% of Iowa fans maybe have ever, you know, have any sort of a problem with it. Um, Iowa State fans, you're just happy to be talked about at all. We get it. Right. You're just like, what? what? Spotlight on me? Here? The, the comedian's talking to me? This is going to be good. Surely they won't make fun of me. Uh, Iowa fans, meanwhile, yeah, there's like 10% of Iowa fans who hate it like fire and who think El Asico is the worst name for this game ever, which is how I know it is the proper name for this game. We had a couple other responses to El Asico, Spencer. Would you... Uh, would you like to go through the rest of our El Asico subregion? That's a that's a college baseball reference. Well, sure. This one's from uh, Mike Techner. Iowa State loses El Asico at home, only beats UNLV by four the following week. This is so good. Then runs the table the rest of the way and wins the Big Twelve, puts the Big Twelve in the playoff as conference champion. Yes, yes, this is exactly what's going to happen because this is actually kind of how Iowa State has played in the past couple of years, right down to baffling early season game, like a loss to a Sunbelt power, if you will, before going on a tear through the rest of the Big 12. So, Mike, I see this is not the first time you've played Cyclone Spoonie. I would also like to go to Meat Camp. Who? Oh, I would like to go to Meat Camp. We all want to go to Meat Camp. Mm who suggests that Kirk Ferentz manages to lose 30 games in a season and Kinnick is swallowed into hell where it belongs. What does that mean, 30 games in a season? What's, that's, is this, I think that's is this makes, soccer again? I think that's what makes the prediction bold. Okay. Yeah. That is really bold. That is, that is really bold. Mm. So that's Iowa playing in La Liga. That's Iowa playing in the Premier League. Hmm. There is a world, and I'm not saying it's this one, where... If Kirk Ferentz is done after this season, for whatever reason, he could say that his last game in Iowa City was a home loss to Illinois, because that's the last home opponent. That's the last home opponent this season. Gracious. You know, you we all remember who Illinois' new head coach is, right? That would be Iowa graduate Brett Bielema. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure if that happens, Brett will be very cool about it. Very gracious, very humble, and well, definitely so not showing his tat- his fucking Iowa tattoo. Yeah, he'll be pretty happy about it because he'll have a new job. He like, would just, leave. just swap him right in. What if Illinois doesn't win a game the entire season? They like get a to the Iowa, battery. They get to the Iowa game. They beat them by fifty, mm-hmm. and Iowa immediately offers offers Bielema the job and he leaves Illinois not after one season but just like after that game like I'll walk I'll walk across the sidelines guys let's do set up the press conference right now let's do it I got I I live out of a suitcase hey you guys just get on the bus fuck it I live here now all right (laughs) I'll come back when the angels win the pennant no 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 you know what he says I promise I'll write (laughs) (laughs) yes he he does have pen pals Many, many pen pals. Brett Bielema sent you a letter. Why does it have all these expired camel points in it? Jeez. <laughs> They're not expired. Read the terms and conditions. They have to honor those camel caps. <laughs> Value. They're currency in South Dakota. I feel like That's we have. Uh, true. I feel like we've pivoted toward the big region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's head that away <laughs> in our college baseball episode. Um, all right. So I'll start with this one from Darth Altius. Graham Mertz, 
Wisconsin quarterback, will celebrate his new logo ad by having one game where he throws five touchdowns and another game where he throws five interceptions. Uh, are any of you familiar with the logo ad in question? I'm not. Uh, I am. I haven't okay. viewed it, but. Okay, so <clears throat> Graham Mertz wears number five for Wisconsin. And I think yesterday or the day before revealed lots of lots of athletes are already doing this, and I'm sure there's only going to be more uh, revealed his custom logo, not dissimilar from like Roger Federer's R that has the F in it and the Tiger Woods logo, whatever. Um, but he did it soundtracked to the Luna's classic. I got five on it. Which is just already like the world of NIL is so great because that's not a thing a college football program would have done prior to this. And um, it is- it, Ryan, for those who do not know the Looney's classic, I got five on it is about splitting five bucks worth of weed. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is also like a weird thing to like, I'm the five bucks worth of weed of quarterbacks is kind of a strange place to put yourself. But a lofty um, goal for Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, and looking at his numbers here, yeah, I think five TD game, five interception game is definitely uh, on the table. Uh, Graham Mertz last seen, and this is relevant because our producer, Michael Server, is wearing the T-shirt, uh, winning the Duke's Mayo Bowl against Wake Forest. Final totals. 11 of 17, 130 passing yards and one touchdown. And what did Graham Mertz do afterwards? He dropped the fucking trophy and shattered the football on top <gasps> of it. He's not a receiver, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. bring it up again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, super excited to see, like, the incredibly raunchy songs because this is just the tip of the proverbial iceberg here like oh yeah yeah if i may it's gonna be good yeah if i may i am questioning graham mertz's decision making at this point in the preseason because i feel you know the season hasn't even started he's got a lot of chance a lot of chances to build up his brand throughout the season uh but as a as a sports business reporter I I have to question the decision-making skills of a guy who passes up on the opportunity of having a last name that ends in TZ and not claim the EDM throne as his own. Mertz, 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 Mertz. I mean, it's right I, there. I like it. I would have gone the obvious Midwestern. It's character. right there. Why did you check out? Why did he check out of that? This is why. Why did he check out of this formation? I think this That's is, by the term. way, we need to offer ourselves up as a marketing agency for athletes exploring NLI because Mertz clearly. Okay, Spencer, I'm going to let this not go on for a third episode in a row. Yeah, it's no NLI I mean, really. is something different. Yeah, no, but we're gonna. But in terms of branding, <laughs> NLI is something different. In terms of branding. Right. And in terms of exploring the, the new revenue opportunities yeah. that athletes have, why didn't Mertz go broad? He should have gone broad and gone huge and chosen a, a tired old radio anthem because what says Wisconsin to me more than taking the John Cougar Mellencamp classic hurt so good and making it Mertz, Mertz so, so good. good. What does that have to right. do with signing his national letter of intent? <laughs> I did that, didn't I? But anyway, so name, image, and likeness, because uh-huh. I'm dyslexic. Uh, this is what he should have done. He yeah. should have gone broad. He should have gone classic Big Ten instead of this. Because I guarantee you, the number of people in Wisconsin 
under the age of 25 who know what I got five on it means. But the number between 25 and 40 who know every word of that song and went to Wisconsin, very high. It's also a covert dig at Big Ten rival Indiana because lest we forget, as Ryan once pointed out to us on a long ago episode of the full cast, uh, John Mellencamp used to date Christy Brinkley and they broke up because according to Christy Brinkley, John didn't like the Hamptons and Christy Brinkley didn't want to move to Indiana. It's uh, last thing on this. It's also she's got a, she's got a point Brinkley for the <laughs> for state Indiana. of Indiana. It's also confusing because five is not a, a, a score you can reach in football. So it's very confusing that every oh, challenge time, fucking accepted says not, Elastico. Not, not in a single play. Let me mm. back up slightly. So Graham Mertz can't throw a touchdown pass and then play I got five on it. It doesn't make any sense unless Wisconsin is saying we will take a one point deduction just to make the branding work and because we think you're trash. Or Graham Mertz leads a field goal drive <laughs> and then facing the pressure of keeping pace with Graham Mertz, the other team uh, bumbles sure. its way into a safety. Sure. And then brandable moment. There it is. Or, and or, or. Play it. Play the song. Or, or, or knowing that he's coming, uh, that he's coming to the NFL draft eventually as the product of a, uh, a Big Ten offense, uh, a Wisconsin offense and not as a wisconsin running back uh can say well well six is more than five and i've exceeded expectations at every turn wow. he's learned he's learned from being in a conference with northwestern every touchdown is saying. extra credit right and he's setting himself up for high b's and low a's that's good that's a good point yeah. Yeah, um i like that one more big one i want to get to here uh from an account i'm not familiar with home field apparel mm. Mm. I am predicting the in, the Indiana football Hoosiers will win nine games. That's correct. Let's look at the Indiana schedule, folks, as we do every, every there we go. important you can just oh, feel schedule the, time, folks. You can Let's feel go. the, the okay. listenership just going up right <laughs> then. Like I'm picturing folks reaching over to their dials yeah. and turning them up because people Text, still have texting their Texting their family members. Hey, their hey. Pants. You're crazy for this one. <laughs> Find a right. seat. Putting right. on their comfy pants. Here's how we're here's how we're gonna do this. Um, right. Spencer, I'm gonna make you the the win arbiter. I'm gonna tell you the game. You tell me the result. Okay. Just, just win or loss is all I care. I'm gonna warn you ahead of time. I'm going I'm to be. Listening. I'm going to be irrationally bullish on That's this. Fine. That's fine. All well, right. September fourth at Iowa. Win. September eleventh at home versus Idaho. A win for America. September 18th at home versus Cincinnati. When? Uh, at Western Kentucky. We're looking at 4 0. At Penn State. That's a loss. 4 1. A loss for, for whom? <laughs> for, a loss for Indiana. Ah, okay. Penn State wins that one. Uh, yeah. ho- homecoming October 16th against Michigan State. 5 1. Home game October 23rd against the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm gonna do it. Six and one, baby. <laughs> uh, October thirtieth, Halloween weekend at Maryland. That's a loss. Six and two. That's the, okay, this is what Mar- Maryland lives for. This sure. big win against Ohio State. Let down against Maryland. Six and two. November sixth at Michigan. Oh, seven and two. That's done. November thirteenth, uh, home against Rutgers. Eight and two. November twentieth, home against Minnesota. 
Eight and three. And November 27th <laughs> on the road against Purdue. And this is where the drama comes in to get to nine wins. At Purdue, they win. Fuck. Nine, <clears throat> nine and three. Let's see. Now, going through the list here, Purdue, Rutgers, Michigan, Maryland, Michigan State, uh, Iowa. Those are the ones I know for sure. All of those, they're home field apparel uh, schools, aren't they? And this season, only more home field apparel schools coming. We just had Texas and Texas A&M. Texas A&M, I think, is what, third in the big new Saturday standings now? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, hey, congrats, J- congrats, Jay Arnold, on his new tattoo he'll be receiving as a result. And sticking with the, th- the Big Ten theme here, Wisconsin coming up. Who doesn't, who doesn't want to, you know, sport uh, your own Bucky Badger sweatshirt as you're just a little too drunk at a family event? But like by societal standards, not by your family standards. I was gonna, by your family I was standards, say. you're actually not quite drunk enough. You can live that life if you go to homefieldapparel.com, use offer code FULLCAST, get 20% off. Listen, I'll tell you, I've done the research. You can get a little too drunk in all of these sweatshirts and t-shirts. They all work. They're all good for that purpose. But the Wisconsin ones will be best for that purpose. I want to be very clear. Until they get Washington State. And then eventually Washington State will be the best for that purpose. Worst... Is a Wisconsin shirt? I was gonna say, is a Wisconsin yeah. shirt some sort of like video game accessory or D and D accessory where it's like plus three rolls on sobriety? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, you can fool any breathalyzer once you wear this shirt. <laughs> please don't do that. Please don't. No, that, no that's are, binding. That's please binding. don't we use your heard. That's legal advice. Uh, I think uh, the obvious answer for the worst school in this regard would be BYU the worst home field school <laughs> yeah that's true that's true yeah minus three my BAC is at a point oh three standing near a beer I just looked at it <laughs> and that was a demerit that was a violation I did see by the way I did see in a in the holy war from 2001 watching an old clip today a play that really like in college football, I think we should talk about more. And that's uh, BYU did eventually win this game in the 2001 Holy war, but uh, around the 25 with under a minute left and trailing by three Utah's driving to either get the tying field goal or to get the winning score. And they line up and they throw a tackle eligible on fourth and 10 to Jordan gross, the right tackle. Um, Jordan goes to go and play like 11 seasons in the NFL for the Panthers. He's an amazing player. He's probably not who you want to throw to on fourth and 10, but they did it anyway. Disagree. And what player, what number was Jordan gross wearing? That's right. He was wearing 69 on fourth and 10. They threw a tackle eligible pass to Jordan gross and they should have won the game, but uh, Utah then committed an own goal by throwing what would have been a pick six, like two plays later. (laughs) How do you throw to 69 for a conversion on fourth and 10 with no timeouts left and lose? How? How? You got too cocky. Probably because that's a sin, Spencer. Yeah, mm. yeah that's true. <laughs> it was the whole you can't you can't you can't play dirty and win the holy war. You can't. It's not um are we now jumping to the other yellow square in the Texas fight? Sure. <laughs> Screw it. Let's do it. I think we have to which um, this is the prediction from, from Jay Arnold, as you know, had a tattoo on the line over big new Saturday results. 
And his prediction for AM this season is um, I will be sad. This I want to say, <laughs> I don't think this is all that bold. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish a coach would have. No, but it's like, I wish Jimbo it, walked in the first day of spring practice and he said, All right, this year, kids, we're going to be sad. That's all we're trying to do here. It's not super bold, but also it was the first reply we received to this thread and it arrived in the span of like 15 seconds. <laughs> and A, we like confidence. B, Jay, you know how you can keep from letting that sadness drag you down, big fella? Hmm. If you're rich like Jimbo. Oh. Have you considered that? But how are you going to get rich like Jimbo? Oh, hell if I know. I'm just a blogger. Hmm. See, if only there are a way for the average person to become an investor. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, Spencer, this one has your name on it. Yep. <laughs> but are you, are you throwing to me or not? I can't tell. <laughs> you know what, Jason? I'm going to set it up because we're going to play a little okay. call and response. We're going to play a little call and response here. <clears throat> uh-huh. Acorns.com. That's not anybody's name. Acorns.com. Slash Volcast. There we go. Song. <laughs> Acorns.com. The the way for the average investor to put a little bit away and watch that money line go up. Isn't that right, Jason? That's right. You simply download the app and fiddle with the settings, and then some of your money goes into it, and then it gets invested, and then you have more money, uh, at least based on how it has worked so far. Uh, and that offer code will get you $5 starter boost. That is nowhere near enough to hire Jimbo Fisher. Uh, if you and let's see, 75 million. Divided by five. If you and um, 15 million of your friends all download it and use the offer code fullcast and then pool your resources, you can make a competitive offer for Jimbo Fisher uh, to leave. You're going to need more than 15 million because he already makes 75 million, but it's guaranteed. So he can just leave. He can just leave. He could just leave. Just stand up right now with all 75 million and come to your school instead. So I have an update. As you know, one, one feature... Uh, on acorns.com is that there are early accounts for your children. If you want, you can put a little bit away for the kids as they go and, you know, just watch that money line kind of creep up and, and get them, you know, get them a little start in life. Maybe, maybe for school, maybe for a trip, maybe for, you know, just having some money for them to help them teach them financial literacy and, and how to manage their funds. And let me tell you, that's my younger son who has slowly been embezzling money this week made a bold move. Because to, it was around $26 a head. Bold like our episode. All right? Despite me contributing the same amount to each account. Um, now my younger son has pulled ahead by 30 at this point. Let's see. Nope. He's, he's up to $27. He's up to 20 So he pulled another dollar this week ahead of my older son somehow. So slowly bleeding me dry. He's teaching him. Just like in the real world. Yes, teaching teaching both of us valuable lessons. Him, the value of embezzling slowly from your parents, and me, never trust anyone, including blood. Have Have you done any investigation into this at all? Um, I have, and uh, that the sad part is that I have, and I haven't learned anything. <laughs> have you looked at which portfolios they're set to invest in? Have we talked about this? Same, exact same. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And yet, and yet, my younger son slowly siphoning away a dollar a month and pulling ahead of his brother. I just assume this is some sort of financial twins in the womb situation where he's just slowly. Oh, eating. he's going to devour them like two yeah. and a half years older. 
Yes. Spencer's not big on science. It's fine. It's uh, the some say no, wait, the world is the world is the the womb of our species, right? So we're all yeah. still sure. in the womb together. Yeah. 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 yeah fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Acorns.com can't spell it without an A and an M. Well done. Thanks. By the way, do you know who A&M's quarterback is is going to fall? Anybody? Not at all. No. Yeah, they don't either. That's oh. the fun part. <laughs> they don't. They're, they're deciding. They're deciding between. Uh, let's see, a a talented younger four star and a, I believe, a redshirt junior three star, to see who gets the starting gig. And they don't know who it's going to be yet. And uh, replacing Kellen Mod. I don't know. Jay, Jay's probably right. They're probably going to be sad anyway. I mean, half the teams don't know who the quarterback is, and they all change by like week three. It'll be fine. If you have... also take a look at this schedule, if you're yeah. worried about the quarterback situation, all right? Kent State, Colorado at home, New Mexico at home, Arkansas at home, Mississippi State at home. <laughs> I think you got time to figure out the quarterback situation. Oh, I, I have Colorado State on the road. Oh, really? Or, or Colorado, rather, on the road. Huh. Well, ESPN needs to fix it then, if that is the case. Shit. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're playing it both. If you have, if you have home tickets, if you have uh, season tickets to AM this year, you get to see Kent State, New Mexico, Mississippi State, Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn, and Prairie View AM. You are you are going to have a really weird emotional journey if you are going highs to and lows. <laughs> that's, that's Actually, right. not many highs. Just yeah, you're just bored and sad. At least at least it'll only be 943 degrees in the stadium. So like those, those games, games it goes like bored, 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 sad, insane. There's Auburn heat and bored. Heat, heat yeah. stroke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and banned. Preview AM is banned. The good the good news is you you uh as always get to enjoy the cool climate controlled atmosphere of the Jerry Dome to watch your team fuck around with Arkansas for four hours. <laughs> Are we still doing that? Yes. Apparently. <laughs> is Jerry still rich? We're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're still doing that. We're still feeling, but the seats are big and Nature, the TV is huge. Nature is healing. Football, football schedules.com has that game on the books for 2022. Uh, they have it on the books for 2023. Yeah, I'm assuming this is going until the heat death of the universe. 2024, there it is. Oh, the heat death of Jerry Jones. Yeah. Mm. All right, here it is. 2025. Texas A&M travels to Razorback Stadium. Oh, we'll see about that. Yeah, we got time Mm -hmm. to change that shit. Don't worry. Get your coats. Trick, trick. We're going to we're going to make Razorbacks play every game at the Jerry Dome. (laughs) Going to play Big 12 member Arkansas in the Jerry Dome. I, I love that Jerry is everyone's rich uncle that no one actually likes, but they're like, I guess we got to go to his house because big seats, big TV. I, I we're pre- going there. I appreciate that in a season where most people will be like, God, 2020 was really tough. Really don't like not not a joyful experience. A&M fans will be the ones that will be like, you know, we just had the goddamn 2020 squad. If we weren't, <laughs> if we weren't screwed over by all this. That is kind of a curse. That is kind of a sign of a cursed program, yes. right? That you're like, yes. what was the high point of Liter- your program? Literal in pestilence? History? Literal pestilence? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when we had a plague? Yeah, that team. Oh, boy. Oh, man, that was a good year. Also, if they had had, if they'd gotten to pad that resume with two non-conference games, they would have made the playoff and yep. had to play Bama again. Yep. But let's, we don't want to dwell on that part. Instead, no, locusts. No. Nothing but locusts. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's going to be the deal, by the way. Am goes, well, we don't know who our quarterback is, but it's not like Alabama's really sort of settled. They're breaking in a new guy, too. There's a cool thing that it matters for you, AM. It doesn't matter yeah. for Alabama. Yeah. It does like the idea that you're even thinking in that same plane, right? Like, well, we all have uncertainty at the quarterback position. Well, the Terminator hasn't picked out his clothes yet. So it's, it's, no, man, it don't matter. Terminator will kill you. The tricky thing with A and M is just, I mean, yeah, you can go ahead and pencil in Bama as a L, but like the rest of the schedule is, just, it's, it's a, like you're drawing South Carolina and Mizzou out of the East, right? That makes me mad. I like, do like the I schedule do like, is awesome. I love it. I do like that both A and M and Texas are playing Arkansas this year because it creates the universe where Arkansas is the thing drowning both of these programs. Oh uh, yeah, there's going to be a. a we transi- gotta compare. Transitive... We gotta compare Arkansas losses to see who is the better program at Texas. Yeah. It all it all hinges on Arkansas. Listen, we deserve to get it over the Longhorns because we lost to Arkansas better. Yeah, well, we softened them up first. (laughs) (laughs) Loosen the lid there for you. We had to play them on 9-11. Our hearts were heavy. We had to play tough ham. You got loose Then we had to play the day after Thanksgiving, and our tummies were heavy. (laughs) Oh, damn. Uh, A&M has to, let's see. A&M gets them after Georgia Southern has made them uh, run around Mm -hmm. chasing the football for three hours. So Mm -hmm. Aggies. Man, you got, you got the easy work here. It's just like, let's just, once again, as we're all used to, Arkansas is the most important program in the state of Texas. The, listen, Arkansas is the cornerstone. They are, they're the apex predator, right? If Arkansas isn't healthy, the whole ecosystem isn't healthy. We judge everything. Like, I love this about the playoff is that we're going to come down to the same stupid crap we always do, which is, you know, the real litmus test of how anyone plays anyone is Mizzou. You know, like that's... <laughs> We do this garbage every year where we pick some team and overweight. Well, how are their losses to Kentucky? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that add up. we, we kind of have to say that bullshit because there's only like 11 games each team plays that matter. So like we have to make up this entire idiotic script to cram these teams into four spots and all that. Uh, Arkansas also plays Rice. So we have uh, yet another team throwing its hat in the ring. Yet another Southwest Conference. He's of Texas, your Arkansas Razorback. Some say love it is a river. I say it is a fountain surrounding (laughs) a number of feral hogs. Enormous 20-foot tall bronze hogs. Uh, They're going to be, by the way, A&M will be undefeated going into that Alabama game, which will be great because there'll be that little shudder of hope before the inevitable 38-point loss. That's It'll happen again and again. It's just every season's vertigo for them in the SEC West. Maybe this is the youth. Oh, God bless us all. This is a uh, Kevin Sumlin ass schedule in terms of we're looking at five and zero, oh, and then we're looking at oh no, that was sort of the that was the Aggie thing for that that entire regime. And uh, well, <laughs> oh what a what a damn what a damn delight. Um, that that does lead to another Texas fight region prediction. This one from good friend Cuppy Cup. Texas A&M and Texas will meet in a hilariously sloppy playoff game. <laughs> Not if Arkansas has anything to say about it. Correct. I want it. Let's assume for let's Give assume it. for logical purposes that Arkansas is the one seed and A&M <laughs> and Texas are playing in the two three game. Fighting to see who gets the rematch. That's right. That's right. 
Okay, um, I, I was thinking you were going to say uh, A&M loses to Bama, Texas only loses to Arkansas, but yours is better. Yours is sure, better. sure, sure. Um, I love this mostly because either Texas and A&M are playing for the national championship game, again, in Indianapolis this year, or the playoff committee has sat down with all their years of wisdom and expertise. And they said, you know what we should make happen that we don't have to make happen is a Texas and a Texas A&M game. We should do this that. It's like when you and your brother have been in timeout so many times because you won't stop fighting. And before you can come out of timeout, your parents make you say something nice about the other person. Mm-hmm. But, but that just leads to more fighting. Is yeah. this is the, the playoff committee just says, fuck it. Bama one, Clemson four. What are we doing with the two and three? These don't matter. <laughs> 10 and two A&M, nine and three Texas. Nine and three Texas. There we go. You get the two, three spot. Because oh. people over, will watch it. Oh, passing over nine and three Indiana. Fuck. The only thing they can make this funnier is if it passes over an undefeated Ohio State team to do it. Yes. <laughs> well, we always need Buckeye drama. Yes. Yeah, due, so due to every... weakness of schedule. Um. Folks, you can reach me at Bud Elliott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm tra- no, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's Stephen dot Godfrey uh, at sbnation.com. It is po- it is possible for them to meet in the Cotton Bowl, is it not? That is also the undercard potential. Is, is, that's the that's the second playoff right? game. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I mean, oh, it, no, you just mean like in a, a, no, a they could game. just. Yeah, because they'll never do that, though, right? That's nah, SE- SEC West versus, uh, versus nah, Big they'll never do it. They'll never. They do won't, that. but it's not going to stop me from wanting to. This That's year, cool. the uh, like most things about this sport. This year, the Cotton Bowl is a playoff game, so mm. okay, that cannot happen. Mm. Cannot happen. So you now, now if we got right, so you're telling me it's Cotton forbidden. Bowl A and M Texas playoff game. Well, if I mean, if it it could it couldn't happen according to just like oh that's way the way the rankings broke right. down, but it could happen absolutely to the playoff committee just decides. Uh, we evaluated Texas's body of work and we decided that their nine and three record was better than Ohio State's twelve and one campaign. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is where I find myself coming in carrying a lot of last year's uh, educational experiences as far as what can happen when. Um, yeah, absolutely. This could happen. Was BYU supposed to play close to Carolina? No. Nope. Nope. Y'all can do this anytime you want. It's all made up. Was it over when Jim Harbaugh bombed Pearl Harbor? Yes, actually. Yeah, shit. Yeah. He got suspended for that. Mm. I also would point out this that I want them to meet in the Cotton Bowl because it's where Texas meets their rival. <laughs> It's where Texas, if Texas, that's it. That Texas would go wait, there against so, Wait, but then. I bet you meet her here. That, that doesn't make any sense. Actually, wait, here we go. Here's the easiest one, Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl is really easy. Get Oklahoma in the playoff, get Bama in the playoff, and say these two finish uh, second in their conference, and it's automatic. Nobody can avoid mm-hmm. it. <sighs> ACC is going to have a good time at her. So um, what region should we move to next? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Uh, having dispensed with the opening act of Texas, let us go then to the UT that was a university before Texas was a state. Mm. Uh, this would be the Tennessee subregion. Uh, and I would like to address two comments of bold prediction sort from readers. Uh, from pun and done seven, that is user Chris on Twitter. Tennessee is back, beating Vanderbilt and no other SEC East team. <laughs> These are supposed to be bold. 
Christie's are supposed to be bold. Honestly, good for South Carolina. Christie's yeah. are supposed to be bold. Please try to be more like your brother, Omar United, the mighty Omar, who says, I'll attend more COVID rescheduled weddings this fall, current count three, then Tennessee will have SEC wins. That is how you do this. I don't. Uh, all right, fine. I'm going to do I'm going to look at the schedule. I don't want to. Do oh, I, oh, oh no, we don't need to do that at all. There's I like a whole the other, No, there's don't the look. whole. <laughs> no, there's the whole rest of the SEC. Because to the to your arguments of the schedule, I would say, you remember last year when Feinbaum was like, "What are your concerns about your team?" And that one guy sent him the picture of the team photo in the stands with the whole team circled in red. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so every game on the schedule, I would simply respond, "But they're playing Tennessee." So. <sighs> Yeah, oh, boy. There's not a lot here to. I mean, not a other, lot of hope here. Besides Alabama, the other West team they draw is Ole Miss. See, you got mm. Vandy at home. You got Carolina at home. That's two. Yeah. As far as getting yeah. the three, well, I'm not going to bet on it. Did you almost say Missouri? How dare you? No, I think Missouri's got it together this year, and also that's yeah, that's at Mizzou, so. Um, yeah, God, yeah, we I never want to travel to Mizzou. Goodness gracious. I don't think there's any game on the schedule that Old Miss can't blow. We're in the fucking upside Old down. Miss, the the tenant like at Mississippi at Tennessee. Old Miss is capable of winning every game on the schedule. They are mm. also capable of losing every game on the schedule because that defense is still stank. Mm. They're real bad. Uh thanks in part to the continued employment of DJ Durkin. So yeah. Oh, that piece of shit's still around. Still there. Interesting. Still there, despite having a defense that was non-existent last year, and I mean non-existent. You could have just you could have just rolled for points. They really should have just used twenty-sided die. You're saying there's not even a good football reason to keep this documentedly terrible human being? No, not one. Cool. Not it's almost one. like they wanted to, so they did. In fact, he's co-DC this year. He's co-defensive coordinator. That's mm. and they still kept him on. So there, yeah. yay! There you go. You can you can win that one. If they do win three games, it'll be there. Lane's probably got this thing where he's like, "It's against my personal ethos to fire a man named DJ." <laughs> <laughs> They've done so much for me in my life, yeah. DJs. Um, Jason, you have you have an old Miss one, do you not? Uh, yes. Uh, from Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Ole Miss will still end up being sanctioned by the NCAA, even after the Supreme Court and state legislatures <laughs> nullified like 97% of the rules. Let's recall that the Supreme Court literally had to stipulate that it's fine if the NCAA makes a no Lamborghinis rule, which I assume Lane Kiffin took as a personal challenge. Uh, and yeah, with, uh, with signing day in December, I think making it through the entire season without Lane attempting to break the no Lamborghinis rule. That's a tall order. Plus, mm. I mean, two weeks after the Egg Bowl, you, man, you know, you either need something to wash the taste out of your mouth or to, uh, to, ch to change the, <laughs> to distract everyone from whatever happened in that game. And nothing does that like a Lamborghini, like an illegal Lamborghini. I like, the idea about I like the idea of him just starting a, a Lamborghini and like at left guard from Italy. A Lamborghini just rolls onto the field wearing a very poorly taped on jersey. Ole Miss fans kind of grumbling to one another in the stands, admiring the Lamborghini, but wondering if they should be racist against it. And Michigan fans watching and being like, you know, the Lamborghini was committed to Michigan, but then something happened. 
I heard they gave it a driver. I've never seen a Lamborghini decked out like the General Lee. And Kiffin's on the sideline. Yeah, we gave a Lamborghini a Lamborghini. You know, like how you have an older dog and you buy it a younger dog and your dog has a dog. We did that with Lamborghinis. Howdy, toddy. Lamborghini fumbles on the three, costing <laughs> the egg bowl. That's what's going to happen. I knew he wasn't a finisher. My grandpappy told me never to trust an Italian. <laughs> Mississippi State, meanwhile, beats him with a bunch of like like eight-year-old F-150s and Dodges. The Rams with the bumpers falling off. Also decked out like the <laughs> Is Silvio Berlusconi a get-back coach for Ole Miss this year? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'd rather have him or Durkin, to be honest. It's a push. They deserve each other. Oh, I would. Um, in, in the wait, wait, hang on one second. Mm-hmm. So, NCAA kind of threw up their hands a couple, uh, a couple few, couple few hours ago. Uh, said, "All right, everybody, go play heads up, seven up. We're out." What are they going to do this year? Oh, they're going to go. They're going to find all the old shit. They're going to say gonna, anything they gonna before, themselves. They're okay, going to so say you're saying they, they do what we do. They dig into the back catalog. Yes, they will say okay. anything before we said you could have candy is illegal candy and you will be prosecuted to the full extent of our fake laws. They, that's all it'll be. It'll be like, hey, time to fess up, guys. We know we just said your athletes can go make whatever they, money they wanted. But did you give them 12 more dollars for water than you were supposed to? Is at least too much I hope for that this results in a flurry of entertaining schools narking on each other? Oh, listen, Old Miss and Miss State have a history of this. So, yeah, this is going to happen. Go balls. I am also excited for um, <clears throat> the inevitable result, I think, of open NIL is that it will still have some rules eventually attached to it. Like, hey, you know, like I think Florida said boosters can't participate in this or whatever. And so you're going to get like honey pots and traps that schools try to set up with each other where they're like, hello, I am Alabama tea booster. Would you like $10,000 to appear in advertisements for my circuit city? And they'll be like, aha, you couldn't do that. I am Mr. Bonanza Cashman. <laughs> Please come to my party. Cashman. Cashman. <laughs> what is it? My cash party. My cash party. I can't I, I can't wait for the inevitable snitching because it'll aggravate the nerd jock rivalry in Mississippi State Old Miss between the two coaches, right? Because yeah. Leach will go, well, legally, we got all these things. And you know, Lane's currency is not even really backed by <laughs> anything if you think about it. Lane's gonna be like nerd. <laughs> doing donuts around him with the doors up in the lambo right Lane's like crypto crypto that's a that's a tiktok dance right yeah <laughs> crypto i haven't smoked that in years i would um i would like to continue the old miss discourse by choosing i could list household items that i'm pretty sure lane kiffin has smoked for a good 45 minutes attempted to. by the way my yeah er, my early 40s were rough yeah um the you see the scar from that's curry powder <laughs> don't ever smoke nutmeg God, just delightful. one giant disco coke nostril but it's all from snorting granulated garlic you mm-hmm. bake it in a pan with mountain dew it's fucking awesome bro yeah <laughs> delightful spice horrifying experience uh from user synthetic, it's not synthetic marijuana it's from the earth i traveled through time and i punched my dad as kid right in the dick I undid my own existence. It fucking ruled. <laughs> then I woke up at FAU. It was really weird. 
how I got the job. God, I can't wait for him to run for Senate. Oh, from user assless chaos. <laughs> Speaking of which. Tur- Turner Wingo on Twitter, but goes by the username of assless chaos. chaos. Uh, his is four words and they're hammers. You GIS for spicy. We got spicy. Old Miss SEC champs. <laughs> I think that is indeed assless chaos. <laughs> that's asshole chaos no they probably don't go back there in, in the sense that the sec west will have lost their whole ass if old miss makes it to the to the championship game this year uh the offense could defense didn't get anywhere like this would be an accident so now, the, um, the east opponents they draw are tennessee on the road and vanderbilt at home looking good um how about the west opponents the West <laughs> remain the West opponents. Oh, the fu- there's the fu- your problem. The yeah. funniest version of this is where, let's say Ole Miss, uh, let's say Ole Miss fucking sweeps their their SEC schedule. If they do that and simultaneously lose to, let's say Louisville, Tulane, and Liberty, that would fucking rule. It would be very fucking funny to me if they dropped a bunch of non-con games and won the West. The whole in, in, in despite all of that. And everybody was like, "No, you fought, you lost to Tulane and Liberty. You're not in this." I keep thing. forgetting Hugh gets another crack at this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, how, how also, how pissed is Lane Kiffin that they're playing Tulane, but it's not a road game? Do you think he knows? <laughs> no, he'll probably coach it from New. I was just scouting. Yeah. The, I mean, it could. All right, I will tell you this: mm-hmm. this is not a non-zero proposition for Ole Miss. To, a thing that a thing that they have never like have not done in our lives. Uh, it, yeah, it's not non-zero. I mean, everything but, but is non-zero. Yeah. Like, what right. if the Ents were going to war, but they were all on cocaine? <laughs> and I made mean, of cocaine too. Like that grove. That grove just wakes up, but all the trees are real twitchy. This is like a man trying. Like Old Miss, this team is like a man with a flamethrower trying to fight an enormous beehive but he's covered in honey a man right? a plan like, a canal honey disaster with no <laughs> with no protective gear just covered in honey and with a flamethrower because if you play old miss you're gonna get burnt no the, guess what the honey is the protective gear yeah and <laughs> the bees are society <laughs> that's it and it's coming home lads yes that's nobody stop trying to make that a thing coming home lads. stop trying to make that a thing the man covered in bees is coming home lads oh that's true <laughs> it's gonna be weird. oh yes. a man a plan a canal candy man, candy man. <laughs> there we go we got there up top nailed it buddy oh yeah i don't like this isn't gonna happen but man that is the spiciest take i have another one by the way i think this person got it right and wrong chris turner Okay. Chris Turner may have understood this assignment better than anyone else who responded to this thread. Yeah, Chris really got it. And for this, I congratulate him. However, yeah, because he gave us three. He gave us three levels of spice, and I think the levels are wrong, but I love all of them. Uh, Chris Turner says, "Mild Hogs win seven games." Damn, that that's the mild. That's the mild. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to pull up the schedule this time. Okay, yeah. you pull up the Arkansas uh, and, schedule. Uh, Where is Chris from? Is that if that's mild? Jason, I'm going to make you the arbiter of this one, all right? Okay. Uh, Arkansas, Razorbacks football, 2021. September 4th, Rice at Arkansas. Yeah, win, yeah. September 11th, Texas and Arkansas. Where is that one again? 
Fayetteville. Wait, that's it, Fayetteville? That's not someplace weird? I mean, Fayetteville's weird, to be clear. Weird, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you... I mean, that's not that's not. But no, NFL it's not stadium? like it's not like confusingly at like Miami Dolphins Stadium or something. I just I said Texas and Arkansas because I just assumed that was a neutral game. Nope. Uh, oh, I'm getting a cell phone call from Spain right now, like Spain, <laughs> the country. I'm fine going for hogs there. Okay. All right. Uh, Georgia Southern at Arkansas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Georgia Southern at Arkansas for a 4 p.m. kick on September 18th. Arkansas, but it'll suck. Jerry, yeah. Jerry was at the villa in Spain, and he decided to call you. Heard you were talking about the hogs. Yeah, he heard I was talking shit. I heard you got millions. <laughs> um, man, Arkansas's Arkansas's home and away schedule is real blocky. Uh, the next game is Texas A and M at Arkansas. No, that's that's, oh, that's the, the one. That's the one. Okay, yeah, that's the one at Jerry Dome. That'll go how it always goes: triple overtime loss. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then we go. Ooh. Then we do a we do a back to back. So they have they have a three week road stretch that is that game. The next week is going to Georgia, and then the week after that is going to Ole Miss. Yes. Yeah, give me two L's. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we have them host, and then they host Auburn, and this is where I think things are really going to go through a wormhole. Um. Hosting Auburn October 16th. I'm looking at FPI, and that one would be uh, a pick 'em. So let's go for the Hogs. Let's, let's tip the balance there. Is, is it one option in that pick 'em me not watching? Because, man, Auburn's going to make eyes bleed this year. It's be watch the second half. It's Auburn. It doesn't yeah. matter if they're like good at any particular thing. They're still so, Auburn. So this yeah. is what I was saying is weird about the home game. They've got the Jerry game, and one, two, three, four five six seven eight okay not counting the jerry game they have eight home games mm-hmm. mm. is so this may not so after that they have pine bluff uh and then missy state coming in on the sixth they get a bye week off and then they have mississippi state coming in and then they go to lsu and then they go to bama <laughs> in back-to-back weeks So, Jason, Pine Bluff, I assume you're counting as a win. Yes, yeah. That's up to five. All right. Mississippi State. Where was that one again? That's in uh, Mississippi State comes to them. Yeah. This is a nice schedule. It really is. Yeah. Like, they're, like, they're getting the um, the opponents within their range at home. Um, yeah. That's a good point, actually. All of their all of their like default L's are on the road. Yeah, it's a brutal schedule, but it's as friendly as this list of teams could break. This is interesting. Yeah, all their default L's are on the road and everything else, literally everything else on the schedule is a home game. It's a little bit like being thrown into the Coliseum and being told the tiger has diarrhea. So really, it's the best <laughs> day to do this. Can we make a bold prediction? Okay, bold prediction coming into this episode was not that I would actually start to become engaged in the upcoming season when talking about Arkansas schedule. Uh, Arkansas rounds that out with back-to-back dates at LSU, at Bama, and then they get Mizzou at home at 3.30. Yeah, let's go LLW. What are we at, six and six? That's seven. No, you you hit seven. Seven Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's I I I tipped the balance just a little bit on a couple of those games, but I mean, it's a it's a no. But you got a you got a good point about how the schedule shakes out, though. Like, if you got to play Georgia, you might as well play them there. Mm-hmm. Don't waste a home game on that. I mean, we're also forgetting, like, Arkansas was pretty good at times on defense until injuries started to crop up. So, 
they're going to be in games. It's just a matter of whether whether Jefferson at quarterback pans out. Like if if he's if if he manages to run that offense and, mm. and get the, like they don't have much of a line. So if he manages to actually get the ball out quickly and make a couple things happen, they got Traylon Burks back there. They got a legit mm. number two receiver too. They still got Kendall Bryles. You know, yeah. also yeah. just yeah. checking. Uh, Chris's take gets hotter. Remember that was only mild. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was that's, mild. That's mild. mild. Okay, because Chris. How is... long for spicy? Style it up. I got it. I got it right here for you. Okay. No wait. Right. Mizzou finishes second in the East. Oh, I. Oh, fuck. Look at the turnover. So Look basically, the turnover. all this is is like Florida loses a couple dumb games, right? Like that's I, or, all really all you need. Or poor. Yeah, or I mean Georgia. Georgia, Georgia is more of a twelve and one heartbreaker type yeah, team, Georgia, whereas Florida is right. like a stupid nine and three. All yeah. right, uh, Missouri. That's a great description of Florida in the twenty first. Let me stupid dream. Nine and three. Let me dream. Missouri's West opponents are A and M and Arkansas. So pretty bad. Yeah, that's 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 they play a road game at Boston College. God. That's what really bad. That's hell? really bad. God. Who's the market for that? What is the You got to show um recruiting clearly. Uh-huh. And VHS porn. Yeah. <laughs> Our VHS porn program is outstanding at Mizzou. All right. Uh, just for just for just for giggles giggles sake. Uh Gator schedule. Oh no, we don't uh, No, we don't. Oh, we we're trying to... not to play one. <laughs> okay, okay. No, but I'm saying like you you say Florida loses yeah. a couple of stupid ones. Right. Oh. Uh, let's see. There's at USF. That's that no, no, no. That's no. The first yeah. one but but you're saying if we're saying second in the east that one won't matter. It is stupid. No, but it could be a tie it could be a tiebreaker. Okay. Once that happens, that's really a harbinger of how we're going to get to No, there is only one game on this schedule that matters for this prediction. Ryan does that Florida's last SEC game is against Missouri at Mizzou. At, at Mizzou, Mizzou. Yeah. in the, in the hell swamps of Columbia. Florida is going to South Florida on September 11th at noon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I give you this? Everyone's too? just gonna lie down like alligators under benches. If this yeah. all come, if this all comes down to Florida at Mizzou for this, okay. Is Eli? Oh, we're Drake, going. We're cons- absolutely going. Oh, Eli- no! Oh, Eli- we're going. We're, I'll put on Gator regalia for that game just to watch them lose. Okay. I'm volunteering to go to Missouri. You, you're saying it's you want to? It's in the name. You're saying around the holidays you want to go to uh, Missouri for what will inevitably be like a 1:30 game. Ryan, the alter- alternative is watching Tennessee football. Mm, fair point. Shit. Um, so I want Makes you to think, don't it? I want you to consider the possibility of Florida losing this game. Mm-hmm. Todd Grantham is the defensive coordinator, and the offensive mastermind on the other side is Eli Drinkwitz, who is smart. And Todd Grantham is dumb. And smart, smart in this case will always beat dumb. So if it comes down to defending a third down, it's done. It's over. Man, this is a banner show for coaches we used to like watching and who we just can't stop thinking about how much they suck. God. It is just amazing. We're on year what eleven of making fun of Todd Grantham for being really he bad won't. at a specific That's important part of football, this and it has never, fault. it has never gotten better. And the stats bear it out. Like this is not a meme. It's not a joke. He has legit been bad hmm. at this for an entire decade. Never. It's never awesome. getting better, y'all. I was never. listening to I was listening to our twenty seventeen, uh, our twenty seventeen episode. 
where we complained about the hiring of Mike DeBoard at Tennessee. Uh, Mike, that that is the continuously employed Mike DeBoard Um, now at Kansas. So what there is a take hotter than Mizzou second in the SEC. Yeah, no, no, no. We got one that's even hotter. Okay. And and it is is this. All right, everybody, can we get some kind of drum roll or some kind of like ay 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 sound effect? Inferno level. Alabama loses three games. Georgia runs the table to a title. This is too hot. Please pause for goofy yodeling. Yeah. (laughs) Is there way too in sync with that? We both really love the goofy yell. No, <laughs> um, that makes oh, that's disgusting. Okay, let's open up the let's open up the Bama schedule. What are the three? Uh, if they lose three games, one of them is Auburn. I think that's just like guaranteed, right? All right, I'm gonna pick the games that I want them to lose. Okay, not that the games I necessarily think is. I'm gonna pick this emo- I'm gonna pick this emotionally. Okay. Um, as as a lady, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my prerogative, and. I have never heard of a Division One football team playing Mercer before. Yeah. Congratulations to Alabama. Uh, that's not the game they're going to lose. But for maximum emotional enjoyment myself, I'm going to say Miami in week one. Mm-hmm. Agree. I'm going, Agree. To, I'm going to say Ole Miss on October 2nd. And Auburn, I feel like it's too obvious. I'm going because everybody's going to be looking at it. Back to back skids. What God? Which would be funnier, A and M or Leech? Leech. Leech. What if What if Saban loses to the entire state of Mississippi and they yeah, run the table elsewhere? That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, that's that's emotionally. Y'all can work out the football for yourselves. I'm just here to provide diversity. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put a, a like a spicier one on here. Okay. Arkansas upsetting them at home. Yeah. <laughs> Right before and, the Auburn game, yeah. I can, yeah, I can, and I can say only this: it's late in the season. There might be some injuries, and the thing Arkansas does on defense is they just drop, they just drop eight, they drop eight, and they dare someone to pass, right? And if they have a big old hog at defensive tackle who steps up and manages to make the run game hard, you're looking at a nasty day because Arkansas has played Alabama pretty well. So if you throw in the random factor of my quarterback suddenly throws like eight picks in this game for no reason, which happens sometimes to Alabama. Then yeah, like that's it. Dare them to pass and take your chances with a couple of long shots. Cause they're going to play man. And Arkansas has a couple of guys who can beat man that I'm not saying it's going to happen. No, no, no. Oh but no, it's it not going to happen, but I'm we're going to emotionally invest in it between now. Yeah, and also, then. also that Miami game is a great call. Cause that's going to be the worst game they play all year. Mm-hmm. That is like, that's, week one that's wait 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 wait. they they always come out ready for those games though yeah this is this is the problem with with the the aphorism that everybody's the biggest improvement in the season occurs from week one to week two Uh, you still got to play alabama they have they have not alabama has not struggled in that that opening it's miami's it's miami's week one game too that's the thing is that you really can't tell like i bet nick saban would say the worst game we played was week one the problem is the other team has to play a week one like game if, too, if Miami and Alabama is so much better than everyone else. If we were in a week zero situation and Miami had had a warm up, I could maybe buy that argument, but it is also their week one. I'm going to take Holly's scenario, tweak it only slightly. I'm going to keep Old Miss and Mississippi State, and I'm going to add Southern Miss as the third. 
They're really going yeah, all. Bama is really like pulling a. Bama's really taking lessons from Florida in attempting to not leave the state as closely as possible. Here's the thing. Also, I'm going to add a proviso here that's not that's not necessarily uh, included. Ole Miss and Mississippi State in this scenario where they both beat uh, Bama, neither one of them wins the West. Neither one of them. All they do is like let A and M backdoor into it in some stupid fucking way. Ryan, my favorite parts of the show are the parts where you stop pretending to be nicer than the rest of us. Thank you. Thank you. Let me uh, uh Mercer, by the way, just want to mm. point out that yeah. uh back when they were a top level program, they have uh winning records against South Carolina, Tennessee. Uh that's it. So Shit. Bama, you're next. Clemson's close. Clemson's three and four against Mercer, so I want to thank Chris for giving us not one, but three of the most infernally hot takes that we can get about the upcoming season. Well done, Chris. Yeah, I'm MVP gonna go of ahead. the week. Yeah, awarding you the MVP. I would, uh, I, I would most argue. Most valuable poster. I would argue none of those are the hottest SEC region take we have, though. Jason has that one marked. I don't know. I feel the opposite. I feel like really? this, one's, this one's a lock. No, no, no. But I think the timing oh, matters. I'm the with Jason. I was okay. positive about this. Oh, yeah. So, so from the homie Justin Ferguson, Muschamp gets another head coaching job before the end of the calendar year. This was correctly slotted by Holly into the SEC region because, as we know, Will Muschamp cannot be employed <laughs> by any non-SEC schools, uh, and he will not rest until he works for every SEC East program. Program. Yes, Auburn is an SEC East program, but looking at the SEC jobs that, uh, you know, like everybody's either pretty happy ish or they have a new guy. Right. So like it's honestly barring a gigantic collapse, a scandal. And yes, we will surely have multiple of each of those. Um, it's it's not super easy to see which SEC job Muschamp will end up with by the end of the year. So what I'm putting out there for you is Mark Stoops, NFL head coach. You love it. All right. Mm -hmm. And we say, oh, no, but the NFL is trending toward, you know, they hired Cliff Kingsbury, even though he knows offense is fake. Well, that's going fine. Yes. So Cliff Kingsbury is a fine NFL coach, but they hire, they that doesn't Cliff mean Kingsbury the entire NFL. Sexy, and that's the same reason they're going to hire Mark Stoops. Exactly. They take Thanks. one look at Mark Stoops um, and uh, and his V-neck shirts and. Yeah. So like not not every NFL team is at the forefront of uh, of technology and society and innovation. Uh, so yeah, so I'm NFL team going to snatch Mark Stoops and then Muschamp slot him right in there as the head coach at UK. He has experience recruiting the region. Wildcat fans, I'm going to sell you on him. Eastern Kentucky DB coach in 1999. He's got connections throughout the bluegrass state. This man can recruit um, your fair state. That's it. That's I think that's as far north as he's ever been. Um, yeah, that is that is as far north as he's ever been. But he'll he'll pick up real quick. God, he's gonna yeah. be a nightmare at basketball games, chasing it like a fucking dog with a tennis ball. <laughs> ball, 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 ball! Get after it! Get after it! <laughs> Come on, BBN! Oh shit! I woke up the dog. Also, do we count his current stint as coaching Georgia? He's technically an analyst. Like, is Georgia checked off on the Muschamp tour tour list? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he's all it takes is for his is, is for his dander. Also, also to settle it, in the turf. The answer is yes, but that doesn't preclude another turn. Does well, yeah, turn. I'm just Does saying it, it appears on his wiki now. It says Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. think we count it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, that's it's just time for his spores to take root. What are the what are the odds we end up with a uh, a really shoddy Macbeth 
situation where there's a terrible inept coup attempt is he okay is he macbeth mcduff or lady macbeth in this situation i'd rather him be lady macbeth but i I think he's. you're giving him far too much credit yeah yeah Yeah, it's macbeth it's macbeth in this situation yeah and he's trying to he tries to overthrow kirby right like really badly like trying to throw his voice during press conferences right like i heard kirby gave him a free burger (laughs) ncaa check this out I call that guy Macbeth. You know why? Because Will Muschamp already masterminded a Mac Brown situation. Is this a dagger I see before me? Just trying to open a can of tuna by stabbing it. <laughs> it's cheap protein. I just, I'm thinking about the world where things continue to devolve at LSU in such staggering fashion. Oh no, no. Just a couple years <laughs> removed from a national champion. They're like, don't worry. We brought in stability. Oh, thank you for moving us down to the LSU subregion where Spencer has an important update from users. So let's say. I do. And so let's say, man, we asked you to put it on the table. Bam, oh, put it right on the table here. Bold prediction. Terry Bowden gets Coach O fired. <laughs> now, I appreciate that we have some latitude here. He is kind of shaped like a fulcrum. It, he is. It's something that things could balance on revolve like on something robotic yeah no, but he's kind of triangular sure yeah you can ramp right? off. there's like you a ramp off like him a, if you tried he has like a, a like a more angular grimace silhouette and, and what can dr robotnik do could chase someone out of the chase someone off the screen right like you yeah. can do that sure uh this also does not say that this necessarily has to be football related this just says terry bowden gets coach o fired that's it does the, i mean it could be football in theory, and that would be the achievement of all achievements. If you got fired for losing to a directional Louisiana. A directional Louisiana that has like an operating budget of $70,000. <laughs> of which 69999 like, goes to Terry Bowden. LSU boosters embezzle more money from hospitals than ULM puts into its football program. <laughs> That's yeah. not a joke. That's, That's not, not a joke. We've never told a joke. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Folks, we've got an auxiliary Florida region that I'd like to touch on real quick before we leave the conference entirely Uh, from from Luigi30 on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, USF will reclaim its title as number two in the country. Fuck it. Yeah, let's go. I love this. All right, spin that dial. What conference are we heading to next? Um, let's knock the LA fight region out real quick. I'm going to do them all as one. Uh, these came right. from Ryan Carroll, Dimitri Dorless, and Nathan. In order, Clay Helton is finally identified and fired. Chip Kelly fired before Clay Helton. And last, and this is probably this is probably the the least bold and most accurate prediction we got, maybe of all of them. During one complete game and at key moments during two other victories, Chip Kelly will have UCLA flying like peak era blur Oregon, tricking everyone into thinking he's woken up and or figured things out. UCLA will finish five and seven and he'll be fired. This is a perfect vision of the future and one that I am extremely confident will come to pass. Yeah, I'm not sure this is so much a prediction as a prophecy. I like I have a side bet running in my mind of which national columnists will write the chip is back 
Chip is fine. The chessboard has never been more open to Chip Kelly. The week before he gets fucking waxed by Arizona or some shit. Lashkey. May the list is very long, I assure you. Just put just putting the chip down there. That's fine. You can yeah, place your bet. Um, can I do two quick ones? Uh, oh please. Let's see, where did I'm trying to find where one of them went. Oh dear. Oh no. Jason, which one was it? I might have moved it. It was the FCS one. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's in the assorted one. I see now that my name was changed to Spencer somehow. Oh. oh. <laughs> so uh, from Matthew Bunch predicts uh, in, in the year 2021, Sam Houston State will defeat South Dakota State for the Division One football championship. I like this prediction. I'm going to add to it. I'm going to say the score will be 23-21. In favor of the Bearcats, uh, I think it'll come down to the wire. Uh, maybe the Jackrabbits have a lead with pull a number. 16 seconds to go. Eric Schmidt runs in a touchdown, um, and that decides the Division One football championship Fuck. that is played in 2021 in favor of Sam Houston. The Sandman is, is good at this. Yeah, Shit. man. God, we got two prophecies in wait. a row there. Yeah. Only on 16 seconds. Amazing. Uh, Jason, what was your other short one? Oh, uh, let's see. Where did it go? Uh, from uh, Doug's from D. Reyes Cerrone is the handle. Uh, October 2nd and October 16th, charge-up days. October 23rd, the super weapon fires. Clemson's trip to Pitt. Let us That's escalate this. trip to Pitt. We're, we're going to escalate this a little bit. Uh, All right. Miami beats All Alabama. Right. Miami beats App State. Michigan State, Central Connecticut, Virginia. UNC, NC State, Miami travels to Pitt a week after that. So number one, Miami falls at Pitt is the only way we can take this up. And October 2nd and October 16th, there's charge-up days. Uh, for those of you who aren't staring at ACC football schedules in June, congratulations on all your success. Uh, October 2nd is Pitt at Georgia Tech. And October 16th is Pitt at Virginia Tech. Um, Doug is also correct that... Uh... Pitt has never hosted Clemson. They've played each other four times. Mm. Uh, they have played at Clemson twice. They have played in Charlotte, North Carolina once. Mm. And in 1977, the first time these two teams met, Pitt beat Clemson 34 to three in Jacksonville, Florida. I also got that Duval on him. I also <laughs> really like the selection of that October 16th at Virginia Tech date as a charging game. Uh, for those of you who are newer to this program, this means a game that uh, Pitt is going to conserve its battery power on and perform poorly because, as is also pointed out in this tweet, Kenny Pickett threw for 404 yards in a 47 to 14 win over Virginia Tech last year. They got nothing to prove. Making it an extreme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No nothing to prove. Making it exactly a game for one of our prized <clears throat> pitfalls. I like that Pitt's the kind of program that I just assumed if they beat Virginia Tech that badly in 2020 and 2021, phoning it in. Just like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. No, you're right. Nothing left to prove. We already oh. got a, a hokey pelt on the wall. <laughs> it's still it's still fresh. These memories are still rich and clear to me. I'm going to go ahead and just let you have this one, buddy. Enjoy your little crappy 13-10 beat in a pit. We do this all the time. I can do this all day. <laughs> Didn't you have a chance for a game-winning field goal late? That game? Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> we passed it up. We were on the one. Thought we'd try to punch it in. Didn't you just need to kick a field goal and instead you tried to punch it in? Yeah, we did that I don't that know. Too. Now you're proposing a world in which Pat Narduzzi doesn't choose to kick a field goal. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. 
This is like a, a man torn between two natures here. I, I, you also I, listed the problem with our next submission in the ACC region, which is from user Morgan. Uh, Pitt wins the ACC. Mm-hmm. Is Pat Narduzzi not the coach in this scenario? Can't You can't be the super weapon and win the ACC, right? Right. That's not how it works. There's yeah. some years when you could have. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Maybe this is the job that Gus Malzahn gets. Now that they, now that we're back to division champs going in, mm. all you got to do is win a shitty coastal division, and like it, it, it shouldn't be bad this year. So I don't mm. think this is the so, year. So which means but, it will. Which to be clear means it will be. Yeah. Sorry, Miami. Sorry, you. <laughs> I know you I think the bold prediction hopes, would but... have been more like Pitt wins the Big Twelve. I like oh, that my. you felt. I like that you were nice and you felt it was necessary to say a shitty coastal division. As opposed to just the ACC coastal, the coastal should be decent this year. I'm <laughs> I'm using the word "should" you know in, in everything it entails. God, ACC is so bad. It's fine. It's so bad. It's I love fine. It. Most conferences wanna... are so bad. I. <laughs> That's why they play college football. <laughs> <laughs> and also the Chicago Bears. Uh, speaking of conference fights, I would like to pivot very quickly to a miscellaneous. Submission from Douglas Fur 33. Nebraska wins five games. Kansas also wins five games. When someone points this out to a Nebraska fan, he responds rent free for some reason. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Yep. Just let it happen. From Twitter user, this is hog, not actually a hog. Man, I I want this more than I want anything else on this sheet to come through. A recruit tricks a sponsor into believing they have signed with a Power 5 team only to end up at a D2 school. The resulting lawsuit will be hilarious and provide much amusement in the offseason. I encourage everyone uh, about to avail themselves of their NLI opportunities to defraud as many of these companies as you can. You are young. You are in college. You have maybe you maybe know better than most of your peers uh, because you play big time football that uh, businesses do not love you. Businesses are not here to support you. Businesses are not people. Businesses do not care about you and they would do exactly the same thing to you. Fleece them for all their fucking worth and walk away with a smile. This will prepare you for the outside world more than anything else. Take them for all they've got. Do all the crimes you can at these companies. And if you need any help, Again, you can reach us at steven.godfrey at sbnation.com. I just wanted to ask, Ryan, what was wrong with you that you chose everything about L.A. football? You chose, you, you reserved. You I mean, reserved, you reserved all of them. And I respect that so much. But then yeah. the what's wrong with Ryan's segment? It's, yeah, let's talk about the Pac-12. First nope. of all, first of all, <laughs> I am the Pac-12 commissioner. My bio says so. Ah, that's true. That's true. You are just doing your job. You really don't know who is on this podcast, do you? No. Second of all, um, I think UCLA plays LSU this year, which is just a funny thing to say because, (laughs) like, you could not create a a more perfect game in 2021 for me to say, like, I have no idea what that means for either team or the world or, or like the sport entire. It tells me nothing, not when it's played, not six months later, not at any point completely unnecessary and therefore already my favorite game of the schedule and and most of all like clay helton won't get fired this year he won't get fired any year it's just never going to happen we're going to look up one day 
and realize that Clay Helton is like the third longest tenured coach in FBS. And it's all because he did what every good employee should do. He just sat there and stayed quiet. That's it. Clay Helton just hasn't spoken up. We think it's absurd that nobody looks like, no, knows what Clay Helton looks like. For Clay Helton, that's an advantage because HR can't find him to fucking fire him at that point. Oh, what's don't know what's who funny is how close he is to the most tenured. There are currently only... We've never told a joke on this program. Holy shit. Yeah. You're right. Only about 25 coaches in all of FBS. <laughs> who are so that, more puts, him in the, that puts him in about the top quintile yeah. right now. Yeah. And like yeah. a lot of the coaches ahead of him are like lifers who aren't going to be at their program a whole lot. So if he can hang on another two years, two, two more seasons, he's he'll be like the 10th most, the 10th longest tenured active coach. Also, every time the eye of Sauron gets close to finding Clay Helton and realizing that he's doing mediocre work at USC and he farts and leaves. classes, worse, someone else shits their pants. Yeah, because every time, every time there's the possibility to really focus on, well, let's talk about the football program. The medical school comes out and goes, yeah, so turns out we have this whole torture program. I don't know. We're selling organs out of the med school. Like some crazy scandal erupts at yeah. USC and knocks every, and then they look at Clay Helton and they're like, you seem inoffensive, eight and four. Yeah. Oh my God, he's Kaiser Trojan. <laughs> like Clay Helton is selling organs out of the USC medical school and blaming it on other people so nobody focuses on him. He's just flying organs. low. He's just flying fucking low and it's great. 